to the show. <laughs> Hello, welcome to Work Sucks I Know. This is your host, Michael Timlin. Um, thank you so much for tuning in and listening to another lunch break. I have no idea what I'm going to title this one because I'm not feeling focused, I'm not feeling present, and uh, we'll get into that uh, later on. Um, for those of you who have never listened to a Friday episode, there's no guest, baby. It's just me talking about my week, how I'm feeling, uh, what happened at work, if anything. Because, um, yeah, things happened at work, but I'm not feeling it, bud. I'm not fe- I'm barely there mentally. And uh, I think that's probably evident <laughs> to my coworkers, but I am, I'm showing up. I'm cutting the meat that I'm cutting, and I'm going home. Um, We'll get into all that later, but on these, I just, yeah, I I talk to myself and you, and uh, I field emails and phone calls, uh, voicemails, which are so much fun and bring me uh, so much joy. Uh, So I I got a lot of messages that were like, I want to call into the show, but I feel weird. It's like, dude, yeah, everything, feel. look around, it's all Everything's feeling weird. If you want to call in, please do. It's so much more fun the more messages I have from people. Um, there, I mean, how long you been working? Something's had to have happened that tickles your fancy, dude. Other people have fancy. Share the tickle. <laughs> wow. Um, yeah, so if, if you want to call into the show, please call in at 631-623-0248. Leave a voicemail. I'd love to hear from you. Or if you hate your voice, um, don't do that. Your voice is beautiful. Uh, seek treatment and get over that. But in the meantime, uh, you can send an email to worksuckspod at gmail.com. Um, yeah, dude, with that being said, let's just get, let's get right to it. Because yeah, my brain is on fire. Um, this, is the, this is the first voicemail. First voicemail. Hello, Michael Timlin. It's me, Deanna Ortiz. Wow. Can we believe this is happening? I have a work story for you because um, I've been a waitress for a hundred years. Um, this is like at a restaurant right when everything started opening up again and like no servers wanted to come back. So I picked up some chefs at this restaurant I used to work at. I'm a hero. Yeah. Okay. Um, and everything started running out towards the end of the day. And not just like we have, we ran out of a couple of things. Every single time I walked back into the kitchen, another thing was gone. So now these tables are waiting for two hours to get a seat. And they finally sit down with me as their server. And I go, okay, you can have eggs. That's it. Eggs. How do you want them? Um, less of a funny story, more of just like a story that only other service industry people will understand. Okay, bye. <laughs> you can have eggs. Uh, you can have, we, we have eggs. Um, no, that that is a funny story, Deanna. And thank you so much for calling into the show. I can't believe this is happening. I miss you. I miss Chicago uh, desperately, you could say. Thank you so much for calling. Um yeah, that's brutal. And you are a hero because that's the truth. Everyone's very excited to go out, but every every place that has employees is weird right now. 
So everywhere you go, it's understaffed. I just talked to someone who'll be up in a, a future episode, a big friend of the show, big friend of life, Nate Burrows. And he was like all alone at a hotel bar that was jam-packed. And he, he was like uh, on fire running around. Um, yeah, that's that's a brutal uh, story because it, it's weird. I don't know. I, mean, I The highest version of it, okay, there's levels. The highest version... <laughs> I, I would imagine is uh, a doctor having to tell someone uh, the bad thing, you know, uh, the death, having to tell someone that uh, the, a lower, a lesser version, not the bottom, but a lesser version is uh, people are clearly waiting for two hours and uh, they get they get seated and it's on you, uh, an employee who's, you know, not making much money to go uh, face them and tell them the bad news. This is what I'm saying. Obviously, there's levels and stakes, but the mechanism of delivering bad news is the same, and it doesn't feel good no matter what level <laughs> you're at. Um, no, you're a true, you're a true hero, Deanna, because that is, um, well, it's just annoying, you know. Um, <laughs> knowing you're going to upset people. I get this a lot at my job, and it, it happened today, where it's a whole animal shop, and so sometimes we run out of stuff. And, uh, you know, you know when someone asks for something, you're just going to have to tell them we don't have it. And you try to suggest something else. You try to, you know, be a helpful person. And uh, I get this, well, I, well <laughs> that doesn't help me now, does it? And it's like, what are you doing here, man? Are you trying to be a dick? Why are you saying it like that? It's like, no, of course it doesn't help you now. I know that. Um, yeah, man, I can't imagine uh, just the brute force you got back when you told people all, all you had was eggs. Good luck. Good luck. Uh, I hope to see you again one day in our lifetime. I hope you're doing well. Um, I let's get to Let's get to another voicemail. This one's also from a, a Chicago bud. Uh, this is a voicemail from Sally Ann. Let's go. Voicemail number two. Hey, Kimlin. It's your friend Sally Ann in Chicago. A mutual friend of ours told me I should call into your podcast and talk about what I do for work, which is kind of weird because um, I do work as a writer. Like, that is my day job that I get paid for. I'm a writer and editor at a nonprofit association magazine. But when people hear you're a writer or any kind of reporter or journalist or anything like that, they're always like, ooh, you must be so creative or like, you must be working on the great American novel. And I'm always like, I don't know. I went to work and put some words together and earned my keep. Uh, and that felt okay. But sometimes I wonder, like, am I ever going to actually write anything creative? Because have I used all my creative juices in my job, which is actually only like medium creative? I don't know. Um, I also recently obtained a side hustle in retail, which is something I have done before. Uh, but even though I have a writing job that gives me health insurance, I still make very, very little money. And that income has been affected by COVID, of course. Um, so uh, I am a weekend warrior at a retail store. Um, but people still think it's really glamorous. <laughs> I'm a writer who works on a magazine. So I don't know what you do with that. But uh uh, I hope you're doing well, man. Haven't seen you in way too long. Hope to come out to New York sometime to see you in the missus. And uh, also, you should get my old man on this podcast. He'd probably crush it. 
uh, even if he's, you know, semi-retired, but whatever. Love you, man. Talk soon. Bye. A mutual friend? Name names, Sally. Tell us who it was. Uh, no, thank you very much for, for calling in. And um, I love you, too. I love your family. Beautiful family. Your dad. Um, it's a weird thing. I, I have a weird, um, yeah, I don't know, anxiety. Um, I don't know what you'd call it. I feel weird reaching out to people and being like, do you want to do this podcast? <laughs> Which is funny because friends have reached out and been like, when are you going to have me on? And I'm like, I didn't know you'd want to do it. Um, I think it's called imposter syndrome uh, or low self-worth or um, I don't know, but I would feel weird reaching out to your dad. So I'll, I'll ask, I'll put the impetus back on you. Ask him if he wants to do it. Yeah, that would be a fantastic episode. I get along with Sally's dad exceedingly well. We, there is, um, he's kind of like an older hippie guy. And I, I don't think I would have fit in with the hippie dippies, but there is a bit of that, um, there's a bit of that in me. I, I don't want to say me and her father are soul brothers, okay? I'm not going to take it there. I don't own crystals. I'm intimidated by crystal culture. But there is an element of like, I just fucking get this dude. <laughs> you know? Um, yeah. They, he welcomed me and my wife into his home. We stayed there uh, in Ferndale, Michigan for a wedding and uh, had a blast. Had a lot of good conversations. Smoked a lot of good weed. Um, yeah. You know, let's see. Let's get into to Sally's voicemail here. I one time in, in Chicago, I was walking home from an open mic and this guy across the street was uh, keeping pace with me, you know, and he's on the phone. And it's late at night. It's like maybe one thirty in the morning. We're like the only people on the streets. So it's like quiet. And I'm not like trying to eavesdrop, but he's fucking screaming. And he's talking with someone about. It's been, oh, fuck, it's been a lot of years, so I don't remember exactly. But art, right? Making art, um, wanting to make art. I don't know. I can't remember what he was after. Let's call him a musician. That's interesting, right? He was a real musician. Um, but he was on the phone, and uh, he was like, no, dude, the point I'm making is I don't know if there's enough in my head to last forever. And uh, it stuck with me enough that I still remember it this many years later because it's like, oh, yeah, is this just like a thing I'm going through right now? Or am I, is, am I someone who does this? It's basically like, are you an artist or are you a tourist, right? Um, tourist is a harsh word. Uh, not tourist, but just like, you know, are you on the ride? Are you just going for a ride and you'll get off when it's done? Um, that sounds hippie, right? I'm just going for a ride. And that's literally Bill Hicks, one of the most famous comedians of all time. Why don't you take a back seat on the ride, kid? I'm kidding that um, aside. Uh, yeah, dude, I don't know. But you got to you gotta guard that shit. Because I can let my job just suck the marrow, um, to put it in meat terms, out of my creative juices. So I can't imagine... I mean, you have to, like, use the same mechanism. You will, Oh, you said mechanism twice in this. It's a mechanism-heavy episode. Maybe that's what I'll title this one because my I have no idea what else I would even talk about. But, um, <laughs> yeah, you're, you're literally writing, and then what do you want to do? You're going to go home and, like, write more? No. You just want to, like, you know, watch the new season of Dave on Hulu. 
Um, I get it, but yeah, just pay attention to it, you know? Um, try. That's literally all you can do. And uh, I'm failing at that right now, Sally, so you don't really take advice from me. And the, the glamour thing is weird, um, you know. I definitely don't. There's no glamour, but when I tell people I'm a butcher, they do have a reaction, you know. And it's, I think they picture like a cleaver and a big animal all the time, fun stuff. A lot of the times it's weird, gross stuff like cleaning a bandsaw or mopping up blood off of a floor where the room is 36 degrees. Um, <laughs> so it's not glamour, but it, the job certainly isn't, you know, um, uh, what people think it is. It's, it's, it's always... It's always less glamorous than uh, whatever anybody thinks it is. And I just I just talked to someone on Monday's episode. So on this week's episode, I talked to Robbie Tan, who plays Billy, uh, Billy Ross on Mayor of Easttown, uh, which is a show I've been obsessed with. And uh, so that was very exciting. But I thought, you know, you look at his IMDb page, it's filled, man. It's filled with really cool shit. And... Um, but no, he's just a, he's a working actor, a working guy, and uh, he's, he's still teaching, and uh, he cares deeply about the craft of acting, and he, he wants to do good work. Uh, and there's not a lot of glamour in that hustle, trying to get um, to stay at that level of shows like Mayor of Easttown, of work like that. And um, yeah, man, I'm talking myself into a, into a circle here. So I'll just, I'll tie it into a knot and say thank you very much for calling Sally. And um, if anyone else wants to call, that's all we got this week, man. Two calls. Two calls from two friends. Two calls with love, 20. Okay, I see the stats. More than 20 people listen to the show, okay? Call in. What are you waiting for, dude? Let's party. Uh, you think I want to talk? I don't. I want to talk to you, you freak. Um yeah, let's get into me. What about me, man? I said in the beginning of this episode, I've said throughout, I don't know what I'm going to talk about. If you've listened to uh, a lunch break in the past, let me just say before I get into that, the mountain goats are playing. I hope that's not distracting. I like to have music on. I'm sorry. Uh, the mountain goats are a very good band. You should listen to them, but you probably already do if you're listening to this podcast. Um yeah, if you listen to uh, uh, two lunch breaks ago, got into uh, making the decision to quit drinking alcohol. And so since then, it's been a month today, and uh, it's fucking really weird. <laughs> it is. Uh, it's really weird. And so thank you to everyone who reached out and let me know uh, they went through something similar or, you know, they... They care. I really appreciate that, dude. Um, that's very kind of you, and it's nice to know you're not alone. And, um, yeah, so since then, it's been really hard to, like, focus. It's been hard to be present at home, at work, anywhere. It's just, like, um, sort of, like, rapid-fire realizations and... Uh, revelations and explanations for why you are the way you are, like just coming at you, man. And, 
I've been feeling a bit like paralyzed by it and overwhelmed and like stuck. But, yeah, processing is the word. I've been slowly processing all of the um, shit that comes with that and uh, what that looks like physically is, man, it'll take me a long time to do anything, to fold laundry, to do the dishes, to shower, to cook dinner, like basic life shit. I'm so far away mentally that it they're just like, I don't know what's going on. It's like a time lapse, last lapse, laps, that's it. It's like your lap. It's like multiple people's lap, laps. It's like the plural of lap. Um, time will just get away from me, and that's happening at work. And I'm doing my best to kind of cover that up um, and, like, not let that be seen because you don't want to be, like, the guy who's not really doing anything at work. But it's, I mean, you can only hide it so much, man. I I don't want to call it, like, you know, ADD. I'm not diagnosed with that, so I don't want to say I have that. But that's sure what it feels like um, where I'm just, like, not present, not there. And if I have, like, a list in my head of things I need to do, say say they're numbered, right, um, which they're not. I'm not that organized, but just for this analogy, they are. Um, say they're numbered and I go to do, you know, I've done number one, cross that off, go to do number two. I find myself just, like, doing number three. And I'm like, why am I – I'm out of – like, I, I'm literally not doing the task that I just, like, stepped aside to do. Like at work, you know, if I have to cut, say I have to cut a tenderloin so we have a backup one, I'm sending an email to a customer. It's like, whoa, what just happened? I meant to cut this tenderloin. Why is my phone out? Why am I sending a fucking email? And it's just, um, it's weird. It's all this physical stuff that's tied to processing all of the emotions that have come from the not uh, choosing not to drink. It's um, it's challenging, dude. I can't lie to you. Um, the big thing is just realizing like how many decisions in my life I've let uh, low self-worth and anxiety uh, grab the wheel, dude. Um, and I, I'm starting to think like maybe I really chose to pursue stand-up because it's such a like uh, stark opposition of just hiding, <laughs> you know, um, which was my go-to move. Yeah, like um, like stand-up is this uh, this subconscious last-ditch effort. My my like inner want threw at me of like do this. I'll trick you into thinking it's fun. But really what I'm trying to teach you is that you're okay. You can let people see you and they won't hate you. Because it's just very clear. The reason I even chose to drink, the reason I chose to drink uh, or I let myself drink so much is I don't think... uh, (laughs) I don't think um, I'm... People will like me which is so childish to say at 
30, but that's kind of what it was. And so I would hide. I didn't feel like I um, belonged at college or deserved an education. Left that, right? Uh, I don't work out because of toxic masculinity bro culture. It's like, no, you you don't work out because you don't think you uh, deserve to feel healthy and have a nicer body. Um, you know, I don't, I don't eat uh, healthy because I'm not a nerd. It's like, no, you get greasy food in a brown bag because you don't like yourself. And um, I'm realizing, you know, you, all of this shit at warp speed and it's fucking me up, man, um, physically. It's just making my focus and my uh, drive gone. I just feel like I'm tired all the time, but I can't sleep at night. Um, and it's, so it's, it's, just, it's a real struggle. And I had a great conversation with a friend who, um, you know, is, is, in the, is in the program. And he was like, you don't got to get in the program, man, but you, you got to have a plan. <laughs> and that really meant uh, a lot that he was willing to share all of his knowledge with me. And uh, it also made perfect sense because, yeah, dude, the way I'm feeling, like, uh, it's very clear that if I don't have a plan, this is this is really hard. <laughs> um, but uh, more of what I'm saying is, like, yeah, it's just hiding, hiding from conflict. Honestly, dude, I'm shocked this podcast exists because stand-up is still hiding if you're not recording it and putting it out, right? You get to kind of go in there and get your kicks and then you're gone and it's almost like that set never existed. And so this is like every episode is a real um, attempt to get over not liking myself and that's I mean that's the real reason I don't put funny videos on social media it's not you know uh, the rationale that I've built up to protect myself from facing the truth that I don't like myself which was oh I don't want to advertise myself like I'm some product I got too much integrity. I make art, not little funny videos. What are you, a loser? I sound like a loser with those thought processes looking back. And it's um, it's all just defense mechanisms. And uh, there it is, defense mechanisms. That's the title. Third mechanism. It took me three times using the word mechanism to get there. Um, <laughs> but that's it. I'm realizing how much of my life was defense mechanisms built up to protect me from having to face that in order to grow as a person, I need to start liking myself. Uh, all these defense mechanisms kept me safe from facing that truth. And uh, they've been stripped away in one month. And uh, here I am standing in front of that fact. And uh, we'll see how that goes. I'll fill you in. <laughs> Um, but I do, yeah, again, just want to thank, uh, everyone that I've talked to about what they're going through and what I'm going through and the overlap. And, uh, that's been very kind of you. And I want to thank Deanna and Sally Ann for calling into the show. And honestly, 
and this is not low self-worth. This is just fucking honesty. I want to apologize to you for not bringing a better lunch break to you, but I've been all over uh, the map with my brain, brother. Um, it's so hard to focus, but I'll focus on that and try to bring uh, a heater for you next Friday. And then Monday, the Monday episode is great. I can bring it when I'm talking to a human. The Monday episode is, I, I really walked away being like, wow, what a, uh, what a cool human Robbie Tan is. Uh, very generous with his time and with his answers. And so I'm excited for you to listen to that. And if you're listening to this 24 and a half minutes in, one, seek help. Two, please, dude, call the show. Give me more voicemails so I don't have to just fucking take you to therapy, brother. Call 631-623-0248. Leave a voicemail. Email worksuckspod at gmail. Leave an email. I'd love to hear from you. And, uh, you know, next week, let's just go dancing. I don't got time to, to keep airing out dirty laundry with you. Okay, bye. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.